Welcome to the SocialAim.co podcast. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm not going to delete this. Uh, this is the Social Times podcast, hosted by yours truly, Emmanuel Neal with SocialAim.co. So I said the SocialAim.co, and uh, if you're listening to this for the very first time, you might be, oh my God, this clueless, right? And uh, this guy, um, but. You know, we're for formally the SocialAim.co podcast, and uh, this is our reboot episode, and uh, I'm so excited to be back on here sharing uh, amazing news and insights uh, with you, with our audience. We're very passionate about building community and uh, creating a ecosystem to help social entrepreneurs grow, right? We're very passionate about social entrepreneurship. I myself have been an entrepreneur for a very long time and uh, I, uh, you know, grew up experiencing a lot of different uh, environments uh, as well as challenges in, 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 in uh, my personal life as well as my business life, right? But it was so interesting to see all of the different challenges that entrepreneurs face when building a business, when growing an idea, right? turning something that you can't stop thinking about and making that a reality is tough, right? It's not easy, uh, snap your fingers and it happens type of stuff. So uh, understanding that and going through that and um, realizing also witnessing how much uh, social capital can actually help us uh, uh, build, Right. Of course, it's not just social capital. It's not just about knowing different people and and having access and and uh, and being able to reach and collaborate and work with others. Uh, also about uh, creating different skill sets and and um, as well as working together to solve problems. Right. And using each other's resources. So uh, I'm very passionate about that and uh, seeing all these social environmental challenges that we can actually uh, achieve. Um, I mean, um, solve through business gets me even more excited. So that's what uh, the whole our whole business is about in socialaim.co. And uh, this is what our podcast is also about. So on here, uh, as your host, I'm excited to to bring on different guests as well as sometimes it'll probably it'll just be myself sharing some amazing insight that I think can help you uh, grow your business and resources. But uh, today, in our reboot episode, uh, in honor of uh, being being back, I think this is our sixth episode now. It may be our fifth, but it's, it's our sixth episode, right? And um, renaming the podcast. And if you're familiar, our, our publication is The Social Times. So we decided to uh, switch the name and... Uh, where since everything will live in one place on the social times, you'll get a chance to see the guests that we're uh, interviewing or chatting with on the social times uh, as we're, we're working on fresh, amazing new content for you, uh, as well as being able to deliver resources straight from our website on socialm.co. So in this episode, we talked about, I'll introduce you to Bridget Schrader, right? She is an amazing entrepreneur. She's a colleague of mine, and I've seen her work with other companies and how well she does in helping companies grow and develop. So it was uh, it, 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 it was great and very insightful talking to her. We talked about a few things, right? We're going to talk about the five uh, 
five great takeaways, especially if you are, whether you're starting a new project or you took a little bit of a break from a current project um, and and uh, now ready to bounce back and figure out all the different ways. And uh, a, a lot of times people feel discouraged and, and a lot of times people don't continue growing, especially when things get hard and things get challenging and you may feel like you don't know what you're doing anymore. So uh, it's hard to ba bounce back from that. And the more time you let go by, the harder it gets, right? Uh, I know from experience because it personally kind of happened to me, but we'll get a chance to get, in, get into that a little bit more uh, into the uh, episode. So we talked about a couple of things. You'll get to hear us talk about uh, mental health, right? And, uh, and how uh, we're able to, how that helped right, us uh, get back on the uh, the get back on task and, and regain some focus to to keep going. We talked about communication, um, management, especially time management, having the right mindset, uh, as well as being able to acquire new skills, how important that is. And uh, and, and and also based on your perspective, because all of us, we weren't just like born yesterday and all of a sudden we're bouncing back. Right. We live through many experiences and we've done so many different projects as well, including yourself, even if it's your first time starting a business. But you may be, um, uh, you know, undermining a lot of different experiences that can give you an edge in that new business or that can give you an edge to start back again. And we often think that, oh, my God, we have to start from scratch. When that's not true at all, you're starting from experience. You're already starting from a, a mountain of different skills and experiences that could be applied right away. And, and so you can give yourself that added needed edge that can help keep you growing and help you move forward. So very excited to uh, share this with you. You're going to meet Bridget in, in just a minute, as well as myself, your, your host, and as we uncover these five main takeaways so i look forward to to uh continuing that continuing that dialogue with you please please feel free to drop comments send us notes and uh, by the end of the episode uh you can connect on our website so that way we can keep the dialogue going send questions we love questions we love insights and feedback as well uh, about all the things that we talk about because we're here to uh help each other grow and share insights and perspectives uh, that can really help us grow so we can continue to collaborate and uh, create more impact in, in the world. As all of us uh, who are in business are passionate about different causes uh, that, uh, that can change communities. So this is what it's all about. And uh, thank you again. And um, let's get right into it. Good afternoon. It was great to... It's great to connect with you today. Uh, thank you again for joining me today. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I I love doing, I've always wanted to do a podcast, and I love podcasts. I think it's a really um, great tool to get information. So, yeah, I'm more than happy to be here. Same here. Uh, I'm excited. You know, I think this is, uh, this is awesome. I, you know, I, I, I've listened to uh quite a few other podcasts and uh always enjoy uh listening to them uh as well as and now you know i uh, relaunching i think you know although this isn't my first time around this is uh this is still kind of like my first podcast right mm -hmm. we've launched i think three episodes three or four episodes before 
and uh, and we took a little bit of a break, and now uh, getting things up and running again. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, again, like I, I'm just happy that this whole idea was set up. To be honest, because like I said, a lot of like I said, I love podcasts. Um, I, again, like I mentioned before, they're a great way of getting information. Um, I actually really like to podcast where I can like learn things. Uh-huh. So one of my favorites is um, uh, Stuff You Should Know. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but yeah. it's um, it's with these two guys and they literally just um, all they do is just talk about like various topics like and you learn a lot of really interesting things like, uh-huh. for example, um, uh, one case that I learned about through them, and this was a real recorded case in history, because they talk a lot, like I said, it's different topics, so it could be, like, history or, like, a murder case or something like that, and um, this one was actually about this guy who uh, was, like, a, yo- a yoga guru, and mm-hmm. um, he, like, was trying to do astral planning, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's, like, this, like... I'm not sure. You said astral planning? Yeah, it's, like, this really crazy thing you can do i don't know how real it is but this is what they explained on the podcast because it's very controversial uh-huh. and um supposedly i guess there's like something you can do where you meditate so much that you can like <laughs> literally like lift i guess your soul out of your body and you can like go through different things like different like dimensions or something like that um wow. again these, these guys that were talking about it were also very like wow this is crazy because we've never heard about this before either right and this yoga guru like um decided to do it and i guess he like went too far and he like uh he died and they found him just like meditating like doing this and like doctors and all this stuff like no one could figure out how he died and like that's what they they assumed like that's what what caused him to because he was like a really healthy guy wow and he was really young and so, see, like, that's that's where I think it's really interesting with podcasts is, like, you learn stuff like that. Like, I would have never, ever thought about, like, uh, hearing about that. And I also really like mm-hmm. to hear, um, and we talked about this, too, like, about Jim Rohn and um, mm-hmm. Bob Proctor. Uh-huh. Um, and I know that you mentioned you really like him, too. Um, but those are also people that I, I know they don't have, po- they, they have, like, podcasts of them because they're not around anymore. But um, I listen to a lot of their stuff, too, because you can gain a lot of interpersonal skills from that, too. I agree. I mean, could you imagine if Jim Rohn had a podcast? I mean, uh, (laughs) it would have been amazing today because, you know, people are buying his CDs and all that stuff because I certainly did. That's so funny. Uh, Um, And I I know (laughs) some people that are uh, that are joining us that like know him, too. Um, And it's. Actually, they're the ones that introduced me to it. So shout out. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, shout out to the people who just joined too. And I, I know Michael just came in. Thank you for joining yeah. us, Mike. Yeah. And so um, that's actually who introduced me to him. So yeah. shout out to Michael. He's <laughs> 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 totally going to be like, thank you. Um, but it's true. Um, so because, you know, uh, with our with this conversation, we're talking about, you know, uh, mental health, communication, time, uh, time time management and just general management skills and, you know, acquiring those skills. Uh-huh. Um, and speaking of these podcasts, I think that is, that is uh, as funny as this may sound, I think podcasts could fit into all of those areas almost. 
um, like there's something for all of those things, you know, there's something right. for mental health, there's something for communication. Um, and, you know, just the, just comparing that, that's all. <laughs> really. Right, right. No, for sure. For sure. And you're absolutely right. And, uh, and, and, and one of the reasons I'm so excited about doing this episode, uh, like it's for, for our audience, right. Our, um, the entrepreneurs who, who, who you and I work with, uh, and, and part of, part of our community, if you, if you don't happen to find a specific podcast that is dedicated to kind of help you, uh, uh, relaunch or keep going, cause it, this is all about not giving up because we realize mm-hmm. a lot of times, uh, we're going to embark on different journeys and sometimes it's not going to work out the way that you wanted it to. Uh, yeah. sometimes, you know, things will come out of nowhere. Right. Cause I, I saw on, um, Instagram the other night, uh someone was learning how to surf and you know as soon as he got on i guess he was following somebody right his uh the 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 uh person who was training him got on and was surfing right away and he's you know poor guy was running with a surfboard and then got blasted by the waves right and Mm -hmm. pushed back into the sand and all that stuff and you know this will often happen to us right and, uh, and and it's so key so i think you know doing an episode like this kind of give people uh an opportunity not just to learn from others who've been there, who've also experienced, uh, you know, learning curves and their journey and and had to kind of reboot, had to, you know, jumpstart a little bit to to get the car going again. And we're yeah. going to share, you know, some, some key uh, tips, advice, and maybe some resources. I'm very happy to have you here, too, because I know you've got a lot of experience, uh, you know, working with entrepreneurs. Yes. And uh, um, so, yeah. And I, I love the um, surfing uh, thing, too, because um, I, I feel like a lot of people, um, especially when they have to start over, they feel like mm-hmm. they um, are too old almost to uh, to um, sorry to like start new things. Right. So and that really bothers me about our generation, because I know a lot of people who are turning 29 and they're just like, I'm so old, I'm going to be 30. I'm like, do you know how young 29 is? I'm 27 and I used to feel that way too but I totally think it's uh we're programmed that way right right so someone is telling us that at 27 we're supposed to have um you know everything figured out but everything from what our parents have learned and to to now is totally different so we're living in a completely different world and uh so I think a lot of young entrepreneurs they always and I and I, I really as much as I love social media for business because it's incredible, I also hate it in a way because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are being pressured to look like these, you know, like um, Gary, what's his last name? Van Uick, how do you say his oh, last name? Gary V. Yeah, Gary V. I love oh, Gary Vaynerchuk? V. Vaynerchuk, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. Gary V is the man. I love Gary V, but I think... He is also, and actually he says this a lot, which I agree with him, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I feel like he's not necessarily putting that pressure, but he, I feel like he's giving this, this idea to people, some people that you have to like have this successful amount of wealth in order to like be happy or to be like at such a young age is what I'm saying. Cause he's young. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and everyone's supposed to be like a millionaire by the time they're 30. And like, that's not really the, and social media really boosts that too. Like you see all these right. influencers, you know, there's right. girls younger than me that are making millions of dollars just 
from right. seeing. And so, um, but I don't think that people should be dis dissuaded just because mm -hmm. of that. Like just because you're 27 and you don't have a million dollars and this girl on Instagram does, doesn't mean that you're not any more successful than she is. You, you can still have a good paying job and a nice home and all this stuff um, and still be successful. And I, and I right. think that's part of the problem is that so many entrepreneurs are thinking, oh, I have to be a millionaire. Right. You have to be a millionaire. You can make six hundred. You can make two hundred thousand dollars a year you, and still be happy. You know, like exactly. it's just because of what social media is like portraying, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and and the, I think you're right, right? And and I'm glad you touched on this. And I think the other key is too, and and uh, which are some of the things that we're going to touch this, which is why we talk about even if you if you have to kind of pivot or or or. Um, or jumpstart a project again, you know, it's probably not going to take you as long as before, right? Because you're not starting from scratch as most people think that, oh my God, you know, I spent the last five or 10 years building this and all of a sudden, you know, I have to start over or I have to now take a different route or do another project. But actually when you're starting from the experience and everything that you've learned, uh, you know, it could be a lot quicker, right? So you probably don't have to feel discouraged if by a chance, you know, Maybe some people do have a goal that, hey, you know, by 30, I want to do this. I want to be here, here and there. But at the same time, if you're 28 and you, and you spent the last eight years trying to do something and all of a sudden you're 28 and you're like, it, it, it didn't quite, it's not working out. You have to realize that putting all of your experiences to work and putting and, and, and uh, really seeing all the opportunities you've had with, within that learning curve it's not going to take you eight more years. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I agree. Like, um, uh, and I think that's, that's where we should really like, that's a perfect way to kind of think segue into like the mental health portion uh -huh. of this because, because actually social media and all this really plays a huge part into people's mental health. Um, and that is, I think where a lot of this, uh, you just said eight years and it didn't work out. And obviously someone's going to be upset about that. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like you might be right. like, de like depressed or you get upset and that's totally normal. Um, but I think more and more young people are getting more depressed and stressed out even before they've had that experience under their belt. Because again, I think they just want to be millionaires like almost right. instantly. And so, um, and so instead of, you know, uh, uh, taking, uh, taking it like with a grain of salt and realizing that all this stress and pressure, um, is bad, obviously, um, uh -huh. they should just, uh, they should, instead of be focusing on the fact that they're not making that money, just hone in on those skills right. and really develop them. Um, because again, I, I, and I, I'm probably just sounding really repetitive, but I really think it's more or less based on the fact that people, um are pressuring themselves so much to be this young millionaire yeah. and i really and again that mental health uh, like because right now it's a, it's an epidemic in the united states uh -huh. um is because everyone has to feel super pressured and it stresses right. people out and it makes them depressed um mm -hmm. so uh mental health is a huge part of of this you know of how right young people, um, young entrepreneurs who've had to start over are not exactly 
don't feel like they're excelling just because of that. I agree. I agree. And 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 if you're out there listening to this, right, to to uh, point that out, out again, you know, what Bridget is really talking about is since and it, it, one of the reasons you definitely want to focus on your mental health, right, is because you've been there. You kind of understand, right, if uh, it, how hard it may have been uh, before, right, all of the projects that you may have done. Like, for example, you know, I, I've launched several businesses and uh, even this project, right? I think this is, um, we established this in two, 2019 at the end, right before the pandemic hit. So uh, it, it's, we know it's been a really tough road uh, and uh, along with a lot of challenges. But one of the reasons why, you know, I think it's so key to take care of my mental health, right? Knowing like uh, one of the key things that we're we're sharing is the fact that if you know you have to uh, getting ready to to embark on a new project or a new pivot or having to uh, uh, relaunch something new, right? It is it, to really take care of your mental health because you know yeah. that you know the the grind is real. You you've experienced there. You've experienced some learning curves and some major challenges that maybe didn't work your way. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know that it's it's mentally draining, right? You've had mm-hmm. a taste of it. You've had a taste of things. Uh, so you know that it, it's it, then the, the preparation is a little bit different, right? Maybe you didn't prepare as much the first time, which is which how we ended up being affected or or drained mentally, right? Because exhaustion mm-hmm. is real, right? That's another word, right? People talk about um, uh, what is it? Burnout, right? Yeah. You know, burnout is real. So so I think you know the next go around you know, you can now better prepare knowing what's coming, right? Yeah. So, which is why this is such a big key. And I love that you point that you pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, um, burnout, like I've definitely experienced it and it's, it's, um, horrible. Like, mm. uh, I mean, um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have obviously experienced it too. Um, but burnout is definitely, I think, something more people are starting to take notice of. Because I think back, or I, I mean, I think, especially, you know how, like, in high high pressure jobs, especially, like, on Wall Street and stuff, they have to, mm-hmm. they're constantly, constantly working. I think those guys work, like, 60, 70 hours a week, 80 hours a week even more, which is crazy. Wow. Um, and now they're, and now everyone on Wall Street uh, in the pandemic, actually, is very interesting to kind of see a shift um that they've still been trying to implement but i don't know how much it'll work because in that area of work it's so high pressure um you have to make so much like your commissions everything um and so you actually started to see that a lot of the young people going into wall street started like complaining and saying hey like there's no way we can work 60 70 hours like this Mm -hmm. um because of the burnout that they were experiencing and it really brought to light um the fact that uh, this was this was um, really interesting in their industry because nobody talks about it. Right. So it was very it was very kind of shocking for like the New York Times. I think it was who reported it, or even I think the New York Post, and they reported it. And I and it was like a big deal because it's like at those jobs you're not really allowed to even complain about the work hours you're putting into. Right. Um, and so now that they're kind of like giving them leverage and pointing out, Hey, like these guys literally work 80 hours a week. Their burnout is insane. They're not going to be able to do anything. 
Um, and um, so that's that's just a good example of how people are starting to take notice in the in, in every field. Right. Right. Um, and how burnout is it really affects like how the business is going to do. Most employers thought, you know, before I feel like um, because I don't know if you've noticed, but since the pandemic, mental health has played a much larger role right. in people's workspaces. So now people can actually like take breaks and have mental mental health days because of that burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, it's actually really just like relieving to see that that's occurring uh, because, again, they're even pointing it out in industries where it's completely normalized in their workspace when it really shouldn't be. Uh, and and it's actually become again normalized even in our society where you have to work 24/7 like the grind doesn't stop or, or whatever like that's the whole gimmick but that's not right. necessarily true like you have to uh, be able to um, manage it because if not your mental health is just gonna get destroyed by it. I agree. I agree. Uh, so that's definitely a great point. And uh, so. We, we encourage you to, uh, you know, don't take this this point lightly, right? And, yeah. and if you're unsure, right, there, you could definitely reach out to a mental health professional, right? Yeah. There are different ways and uh, and also different things that you may be able to 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 do just to kind of take a break and, and ensure that uh, you have some mental clarity, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And so one thing that Manuel and I talked about was like the fact that getting professional help is always the best option obviously whenever mm-hmm. it gets to a point where it's just too much for you to handle um that's honestly like the best advice i could give anyone and obviously also just make you know even like for me personally exercise eating mm-hmm. healthy getting a good night's sleep those also really help and also organizing yeah. yourself and your work week because a lot of people especially entrepreneurs are really excited I don't feel like they organize themselves well enough and they just want to jump into things. So that's also really important. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. So so thank you for that. I mean, so what's another what's another big key do you think that uh right vital to entrepreneurs to to keep going, right? And keep keep moving our journeys forward. So I definitely think like communication um and time management and management skills mm-hmm. are extremely important which is something that you and I talked about. Um, Uh Like you said that in terms of communication, that was something you felt really made you fail your, um, it made you fail your, you know, it made you fail your project with social aim. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, And I think it's really important that you really kind of brought that up because I don't think a lot of people want to admit that communication is really important and that it's really, uh, and we even talked about how it's like hard to um, create a strong communi- communicative like infrastructure. Because, right, right. for example, like you said, like you'd email people on your team where you try to get the updates out to your team, but you weren't really sure if they're really getting the information or getting the updates. Um, I yeah, would actually think you should explain that mm-hmm. a little bit more because I mm-hmm. think that would really reflect like how your experience with communication went that way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, um, like I said, like it, 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 that was a huge challenge for me, right? And and it still is, right? This is something that I'm learning, uh, you know, and, and I considered myself 
a good communicator, right? Just simply mm-hmm. because I, you know, I've I've worked in many different industries where I'm always working with people, and I I I consider myself a people person, and I looked at that as being a great communicator, right? And being able to uh, share my thoughts and get my points across, and also, you know, and and, and work with people. Mm-hmm. But but then I you know I quickly learned, especially in this in this project, and most recently, right, with SocialAim.co, when I was uh, uh, when I had a bigger team uh, and we really had to work with people in order to move things forward and, to, and 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 clarify a vision that was crystal clear to me, but not necessarily as crystal clear to everyone else. And and I needed to be able to uh, share details in a way that, uh, you know, as a leader would then help people, I guess, uh, really lend themselves to you in the best way, best possible ways that they can. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a huge challenge for me, right? And and it's something that I'm still learning. And and uh, as I mentioned, one of the books I'm reading right now, uh, well, I I picked up the Bill Gates, uh, Business yeah. at the Speed of Thought, and then he talks about how you know you really have to set up kind of like a nervous system, right? You know, and and you know how the brain is able to communicate with the body and do so many complex things, um, and then it, it does it so quick, so quickly, right? And mm-hmm. and but. I guess it, it it takes some time for us to to kind of get to that, and and that's why I think it's so important um, as we're as we're going at it right and 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 uh, m- moving our business forward. It's so important to tackle that right because yeah. that was a big point of of uh, uh, that was a huge learning curve for me as a mm-hmm. leader, huge learning curve and challenge for our company. So uh, I think it's so important to be able to break that down and be able to communicate effectively. And so that way, because people will understand things differently. And I learned that and, you know, I learned that quickly and, I, and well, it took a while, right? But I learned that in a way that it was like a huge aha moment. Like, man, you know, you know, something just hit you on the side of the head. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Yeah, actually, it, uh, it, it is a big aha moment. Um, I, I felt I had a big aha moment when I learned about my communication skills, too, to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you, because um, like I told you, uh, I, I, I love that you talk about it in business because I feel like that's also super important, um, even in your interpersonal relationships, because a lot of people like, you know how they say in relationships, communication is really important. Uh, people don't realize how important that is outside of relationships too, um, and how you mm. communicate with uh, people is extremely important, and how to come across effectively too. Um, that's actually, uh, and I and I think it's not funny, but I I think it's kind of a common issue with small businesses mm-hmm. when it comes to um, communication, because my sister also had that issue a lot with mm-hmm. her company. Um, she wasn't able to. Um, like she would send emails, she would try to get that information out to her employees, she would uh, send them the information that needed to. But for example, when uh, uh, whenever she needed them to confirm reception, like some of them wouldn't or wouldn't mm-hmm. see it. And then they'd be like, oh, well, we didn't see the email. And so that's, you know, a perfect example of how you how your communication is so important um and especially in the work that she does because she works in the oil industry right and they work with a lot of really dangerous and heavy equipment 
And so Mm -hmm. if you're out in the field and you're a technician and you get a wrong update, like let's say that you're supposed to go to a different well, but you go to another one and you didn't Mm -hmm. get updated of that, that can really cause you a lot of issues. Um, So that took them a really long time to clarify and make sure that it's working efficiently as possible. But it Mm -hmm. is kind of funny once you start to think about how communication is so like fickle sometimes when it comes to a business like you think oh just send an email and people will understand but but that's that's always a problem sometimes sometimes Mm -hmm. people don't um and I'm sorry I keep relating it to that I think that's just because of the like corporate experience that I've had Mm -hmm. um and so you know I don't I I think it's genius the way that some companies have been able to really get that down to the point where people are really on on task with everything that they're doing and they're updated mm-hmm. with everything. Um, I obviously don't think that's a hundred percent at every company, right. um, but um, yeah, just like you said, it was a big aha moment for you. And it was one for me too, seeing like how the, the thread of communication is very uh, interesting mm-hmm. and like how you have to really build it so that your business can be successful. Right. Right. So to, uh, uh, um, final nod on that, right? Because, because I, from what I'm understanding, it may not be as simple as maybe sending an email, right, or or sending out updates. So, yeah. have you seen examples, or, because uh, when you're dealing with different personalities and different professionals who are probably in in their own world, right, and uh, especially when you're a startup and things are all over the place, uh, you know, at least that's how it was for me, and uh, many other companies may also. Uh, be in that position where uh, you're, you know how they say, we're putting out fires here and there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, how do you deal with different personalities and different different people who may not understand things the same, right? Because you don't have a process yet of how things are supposed to go. Uh, So they they make um, it tricky, you know? Yeah. So that's actually what I was trying to say with... (laughs) with all of that previously is the mm. not having a process and the fact that um uh sorry you just said something too the processing and the fact that um uh you just said something and it literally was on the tip of my tongue about that mm-hmm. thing we'll come back to that in a second but i actually think the biggest thing is what you just said um working with different people and having different personalities um right. Uh, does affect the way you uh, affect uh, does affect the way you can communicate to someone because mm-hmm. you're right there are people who are going to understand some things differently um I've noticed and and actually this I just remembered what you said about startups a lot of startups that I've worked with or have um been able to help them with that's one of the biggest things is communication mm-hmm. they always like try to get their team to be on the same level, but because they're a startup, they don't have the resources. So they'll, they'll do Slack, which is pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've noticed even through Slack, there's still some kind of disorganization there. Like it can't just be through Slack. There has to be more than that for them to mm-hmm. really get a structured, um, a structured communication system going on. Proce- and proce- prog- uh, process processes, are mm-hmm. so important, I think, in that. What you're saying is true in terms of processes and how um, and so and how some people um, 
don't have the processes so they kind of just wing it i think that's actually the biggest problem what you just said actually like mm -hmm. um a, a really interesting thing i learned about in the petroleum industry is that you have to have these organizational document standards they're called uh it's called eso it's okay. called like international stand or something international something something <laughs> it's been a long time since i've awesome. uh uh used them let me look it up really quick but i used to have to use them all the time right um and it's like these certifications and the eso is international organization for standard standardized standardization right so it's like a quality management system that people use in the petroleum industry and actually some people use it in their businesses and what this does is it implements like a standardized set of rules that every business should have according to the ESO and you follow mm -hmm. these processes and they're supposed to efficiently help your workplace like if you follow them mm -hmm. to the T. Um, and I've seen I've seen a lot of large scale companies implement this, um, but the problem with that is you have to certify everyone because they have to get trained and you okay. have to um, and you have to organize all of your documents according to the standardized system so it's very efficient and it really helps but it's mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of like overhead costs and it's also um very time consuming but that's right. just a good example of how some companies will um organize their processes through through some standardized uh organization like that for example mm. um but there are like i said and that's actually like a lot um that is actually how or what I've and that's actually sorry, I, I'm really just talking too much today. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine because I'm glad you mentioned that because I yeah. mean, at least from, from my perspective, I can see how being well organized and having like, you know, the standardized process can help improve communication because yes, you sure. may share some things. Maybe like you said, Slack may not be enough. You may you may share something and then people would would need if you have a standard process pe people would then probably know where to go back to get a better understanding right exactly is that so, okay so that's what i was trying to say uh is that um the processes are really helpful mm -hmm. and what i was trying to say is that most startups do not have processes implemented or even think mm. about them until it's too late and that's why i came up with the company that i have for example because there are a lot of startups out there who are really excited about starting their company. You know, they invest everything in the product, they do everything, but they have no standardization or organization. So then mm -hmm. everything goes up in the air, like communication, like like everything. So <laughs> it's yeah, so it's like really important for that we to just actually go, be. Go, go, go. Yeah, that's the thing. Most people are so excited and that's totally normal, but they forget that they have to have some kind of processes. Cause if you mm -hmm. don't the the whole thing is going to fall apart eventually the right. and that and it's like just think about it right if you start a company and you have a bunch of people working for you you just started this company these are the six people that are working for you you have your accountant your um, logistics operator your um operations manager your um your secretary and your um human resources person mm -hmm. and these are the I think that's five so five people <laughs> so those are the five people that you're going to like be working with and right. these people eventually you're going to have to set up a process for each of these people that you've hired 
uh, to go with their work profile because if or and ever they decide to leave and you don't have that set up, mm. what are you going to do? How are you going to train them? Who's going to train them? Is that person going to train them? Um, are they going to be leaving it so that they're capable of training this person? So those right. are things that people don't think of. Like they start a company, they, they they get into it, but then they don't have any any processes for like their human resources. So that's a great example. Mm-hmm. You have this team, you're working with the team and you think this team is going to be with you forever. But at some point, you're going to have to set up something for you to hire more people. And a lot mm-hmm. of people like like startups, that's where they get the biggest like hiccups. Um, they don't have anything to analyze like their turnover. They don't have mm-hmm. anything to analyze like uh, why the turnover is happening. And so that's where, like I said, like these standardized processes, like from the ESO, some go- some companies just say, hey, we're not gonna make our own. We're just gonna use this. It's a lot easier. We can implement mm-hmm. it and everyone can just use it. Um, but yeah, that's why processes in and in a business are so important and people don't catch on to them and it's any kind of processes you know it could just be like you're not updating your um your organizational documents which are really important for your whole team like if you have uh, a certain like yeah that's actually a part of your processes let's say that right. you uh let's say that you're selling your product and you're supposed to update like your excel or whatever um Usually now it's done manually, right? But let's say it's right. a small company, so they need to do that themselves, um, and they forget, and then they forget to uh, upgrade their inventory, or they forget to uh, uh, view how much of their overhead they've spent every month. They're just they're just gonna get more and more screwed over because they're not organizing themselves efficiently. Right. So um, yeah, that's just like one of the biggest things in small businesses that I've noticed mm-hmm. in terms of like, and because we're talking about management and communication mm-hmm. and this is definitely a part of those commu- uh, of those management skills that I think are really important for Ooh. people to have. Bridget, I wanted to point point out something because you you mentioned this, right? As you were talking and sharing all the different things that the process the the processes uh, does, right? And how it improves communication and I don't want to miss out on this I, and and I I don't want our audience to also miss out on this. So I think it's very important from 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 what I'm learning based on what you just said, right? So it's not just about keeping in touch and contact and having and being in constant contact and sharing information, but it's also what you share, right? Because you talked about yeah. uh, being able to have systems in place that reports why certain things happen and why, you know, it, if something didn't, didn't work out, why it didn't work out and also what, what exactly. So... So, so I guess, you know, improving communication isn't just uh, us sharing things, but it's also what what we share and how we're sharing it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I and that's why um, I just help someone open like their uh, an oyster stand <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's actually doing <laughs> really well. It, yeah, it's an oyster bar and it's doing really well. And um, they like that's actually a really good example of organization like organization I had to help them do because uh, they have a POS system but I was like you also have to manually or not manually but you also have to have something tracking what your POS is doing because sometimes it's not always accurate and how to 
also um, accurately track like your total, how much you've made every month, all of that. And so, for example, right. I had to create that for them because imagine if they were because they're a team, right? And that's an important right. thing to share with your team. And imagine if you're looking at the POS and it's showing you something different than from what you have already um, itemized and like listed together on your Excel. Right. Um, so it is really important, for example, for them to share that information with each other or to look at it and know that they're all looking at the same information and that they're not getting the wrong thing from the POS or or whatever it is, you know? Right. Um, so that is a good example of um, what you're sharing. Like you said, it's not just about uh, how you're sharing it, because no matter how you share it, it'll get to you. But it is important to know that what you're sharing is the correct information and that's what you want to mm -hmm. share with people right, um, right. so yeah uh with them that was really important because at the end of the day they they, they figured out that they actually could make or they could uh, spend less money on um another oyster provider because the one they were using was like way too expensive uh -huh. um so that helped them figure out hey like this is <laughs> this is actually why we need to keep track of this stuff because then we can figure figure things out and make sure that we're able to cut costs and be able to uh, continue to cut those costs, if that makes sense. Right, right. Um, yeah, that makes so yeah, sense. So that, yeah, that's why that that's why that information that you want to share with people is super important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I absolutely agree. Uh, and uh, so another thing that we talked about uh, was, um, I guess you know that flows right into uh, how you're managing uh, right the uh, your time as well as the, the, the business. Could you talk about that a little bit, uh, more for us? Yeah. So I think time management is extremely important for all entrepreneurs. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have it. <laughs> I've noticed like a lot of people don't have it. <laughs> uh, and it is tricky, honestly, to kind of like really develop a good, um, time management skill but once you get it down it really is super useful because the thing with time management is um you you want to learn time management i guess is what i'm saying you don't want to not really develop a, this skill or lack it because it really is useful for everyday life like it's not even mm -hmm. just for your business if you have good time management you're able to do a lot more throughout your day because everyone has the same 24 hours right Mm -hmm. uh, at least 12 hours for work <laughs> than the rest <laughs> whatever but um what i guess i'm trying to say with that is yes time management even in business is extremely important it is also important i think in everyday life because once you manage that for your personal life you'll able to translate it throughout your business life too and mm -hmm. the reason i say that is because for example i'm a really active person so i really like to work out so I have to really schedule working out with my with my work schedule. Mm -hmm. So I try to get up early because if I get up early, it leads me to getting more hours in the day to get work done um, versus if I'm like lazy because <laughs> I work from home and I decide, oh, hey, you know what? I'm going to work at wake up at nine or like 10 today. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that really affects like how much I'm going to really get into my work. Um, I really, I really rarely does that happen because I really don't like to sleep in and I really don't like to um, not use those morning hours to work because that's where when me, most people are active. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I always say like uh, time management is really important. I think what most people don't get is that um, 
this might sound this for me, I, I guess, has been my experience. But if you use um, getting up early as a part of that routine, it'll really help. And I know people think like, oh, um, maybe if I get up later or I do things later at night, that'll also help. But it's not the same because if you're trying to, again, translate that over in business, it's not going to look as professional either. You know, you mm. can't be someone who's getting up at 10 a.m. and trying and, and working or 11 a.m. and trying to work. Um, you definitely want to be someone who's using those early morning hours because not only are you more efficient, you're also showing your clients or whoever you're working with that you're excited, that you want to work, that you're up to, to work, you know. Mm. Um, but not only that, you're also managing your own personal time. Um, you, you know, you're able to... Um, I don't know, just from my experience, like, I'm gonna just tell you, like, from what I experienced, right, from personal time management, for example, like, I wake up at, like, eight, um, I work until, like, five, four, five, I, I make the time to, like, work out in the afternoon, or in the morning, um, but for me, again, I think the best way to organize myself is honestly waking up early, I think that's really the biggest key for people, I, I, Mm -hmm. um, and I know that some people have the 5 a.m. club, which I've tried that, too. And honestly, I really suggest it for people. Um, you get a lot of stuff done that way. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I only did it for like two, three months. It's really right. hard. But yeah, I that's just my experience with time management. And again, what I think most people should um, uh, uh, something that I think everyone should uh, learn and use. And again, a lot of people don't have it. So right, just, right. and also just like uh, oh, one of the biggest things for me is making a list, actually organizing yourself in the morning, making a list um, and making an agenda, actually. Sorry for time management. That's the biggest thing. I literally have sticky notes everywhere with notes, too. Uh, then I organize them and I make sure that it's all like, like, actually, I wonder if my, oh yeah, it's right here. Hold on. Uh -huh. Yeah. And quick note to any, anyone who's, uh, who's joined us. I mean, you don't, we don't necessarily have to wait till the end, right? If you have a question or want us to clarify something a little bit more, please feel free to raise your hand and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Right. Because this yeah. is, this is also, uh, uh, a discussion which which, in, which isn't just between uh, Bridget and I. So although we're we're recording th this podcast, but this is for you. So yeah. uh, feel free. Uh, you know, if you just want to listen in and take in some of the value here, that's fine too. But if you if if you do want a little bit more clarification, or maybe you want some specific uh, feedback based on something that you're currently dealing with, you know shoot yeah absolutely um i was just gonna show you guys my agenda mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. it's actually all crossed off right? right but this is how i do my time management which a lot of people like uh a lot of people think this is the old school way which is fine you can totally use your phone i actually do use my phone for a lot of stuff like um i have literally like all my work notes here um like, this is all for my work stuff. So, like, you can see, like, this is all the work. Well, actually, you can't really see it that well. But, like, it's on there. So, um, yeah. Like, and I have sticky notes, like, everywhere with, like, wow. all my notes and everything on them. Because I I, I don't have bad memory, but I have a lot mm -hmm. going on. So, I, I want to write everything down. Right. Um, but, again, so time management. An agenda. I tell people, this is the best thing you could use for time management. 
is time management is to plan everything out and also scheduling things out on a calendar um, okay. and organizing your list from the most important thing you have to do to the least important thing you have to do. Mm. So if you have something going on in the day, that's like the thing you have to take care of the, the like that's the most important, then do that first. But I also tell people if you don't have something that's like a super priority, but you have a lot of little things that you can do before you have to do something major. Like let's say that you have a, a list and you have like a lot of little tasks. I always tell people if you can get those out of the way first to do those too. And what I mean by little tasks is I mean like um like uh like sending an email like to someone that you have to send really quick. Um uh making a quick phone call, something like that. If you have those little tasks you can do them quickly then do them quickly but if you have something that's like a deadline that's always like the priority and then moving on to like those other things but that's just how i manage my time and mm -hmm. everything right wow. yeah and, and that's a great way to uh do it right and i think uh i mean obviously right and i've uh known you for a while and i've seen you work uh you know with uh, different companies and uh and seeing some of the results and i think you know it, it, it's Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing some of your yeah, routine and giving us a little bit of insight, right? Uh, because I, that's something I certainly struggle with in terms of time management. I'm easily distracted. Uh, and on top of that, I have small kids. Uh, with, and I love playing with them. Uh, <laughs> so that that easily sometimes can get me off track. And then, you know, uh, doing different things uh, can, you know, shiny objects can sometimes get my attention. And, and, and I know for sure, the last couple of years that affected my business uh and, and it also goes back to uh right um not being not just not be able to manage my own time but also maximizing the time of other people who 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 are so graciously uh you know um generous enough to to lend their time right to help mm -hmm. our company grow so I think it's super important, right? And, and uh, I guess not just learning to manage our own time, but being able to help maximize other people's time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you don't want to waste anyone's time. <laughs> you definitely yeah. don't want to like waste anyone's time. And I've, I've had my time wasted plenty of times and it can mm -hmm. be really frustrating. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. Um, but, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that's something um, you've necessarily done, but it is, especially with your skill set, you don't mm -hmm. want to give, get, get, sorry, it's been a long day and I've been talking all day. <laughs> I hear my voice is like cracking. <laughs> Anyways, and I had like back-to-back -back meetings all day because um, I'm leaving for Ecuador tomorrow, so how long day. That's going to be fun. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so... Um, uh, I was saying, um, uh, in terms of, um, sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, I think we're getting to, oh, yes. uh, we were talking managing about, your time. Uh -huh. yes, yeah, sorry. Um, I, okay. So you were saying like, uh, not wasting anyone's time. Yes. I've had my time wasted. I'm sure if, uh, you've had yours wasted too. It can be very frustrating, especially mm -hmm. if you feel like you're lending someone your skill set. That's what right. I wanted to say. Sorry. So that's always, you know, a bummer. But the good thing is, is that the more you can keep, you know, um, sorry, the more you can really keep talking about it and bringing more people into the project and interested, that's even better, mm -hmm. obviously. 
it's just sometimes you you think you'd have that one person who'd really want to be interested. You spend a lot of time talking to them and then all for, mm-hmm. for what, you know what I mean? Which is not a bad right. thing. Um, it just happens, you know? Sadly. Right, right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, so that's a very important one, right? So, mm-hmm. so with, with time management, uh, so, you know, we don't even have to, no matter how much we drill on that, but at the end of the day, guys, uh, especially if you've learned from past projects, uh, you know, and 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 you and you've identified that this was probably one of the keys to to you not to the project not working out the way that it did. Uh, but this time around, you know, hopefully you can use some of these examples and uh, and and to be able to improve improve on that, right? I know I I certainly am, and this is something that I'm you know uh, that I'm working on, and and that's also a great takeaway. So yeah, uh, absolutely thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think just to like wrap up the conversation, mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the last things we were going to talk about is acquiring skills. Uh-huh. Honestly, I think um, a lot of what we talked about in terms of communication and time management, those are great skills to acquire. Um, right. I honestly hope that most people, when they watch this, they do take that away from not just the first, you know, just mental health are also really important. Um, but I think most people don't realize that communication and time management and management are also are um, and just management in general are just great skills for people to have and to acquire and to really focus and keep working on them. Because, right. like you just said, even if there are periods where you've um, talked about or sorry, where you've had projects that didn't pan out, um, like like Emmanuel and I, we've had projects that didn't pan out. I um, I I actually was working on a huge project with the city of Miami. I don't know if you were a part of that too, Emmanuel. You may have been. I'm not sure. It was when um, the Beacon Council wanted to do the Miami Tech Works website. Oh, um, right, right. I yeah. remember. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was, that wasn't a great project. <laughs> but we, were all, we were all really working hard. We really wanted to make it work. I mean, we really tried and it just, it didn't come to fruition. Yeah. Um, and you know what I learned from that is that um, people really work. People will really work together to get something done if they right. really, if they really want to get it done. So that was actually right. as as sad as cause I actually really wanted the project to work out. Mm-hmm. As as sad as I was that it didn't, um, I still learned a lot, and I learned a lot from just working with the team and the people that we were working with. They're very interesting uh, people in Miami. Like we had. Um, Joseph Delgado, I think he's from uh, from Miami Dade College. Right. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but he's I think he's he the is, dean. He yeah, yeah. yeah, and like it was really interesting to work with him. So even if it was a failed project, I think the thing that I can take away from that is that I worked with really great leaders, right. and I learned a lot from the fact that if you get a lot of very um, like intelligent people like that together and you really get them on something you can get the ball rolling for anything honestly it's kind of crazy right right no i i agree and 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 it, it and it's amazing that you know when you work on different projects like that and you get and you know what you learn and it's and it's so important to to, to maybe sometimes sit back and see okay what what went wrong right what exactly could i learn from this and how exactly can I use that experience, right, into my next project, or or to keep going, if 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 there's another iteration, right, of this thing. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's super important. 
uh, as we're winding down, uh, you know, uh, this conversation is, uh, you know, uh, coming to an end. So we definitely invite anyone to uh, tap in, ask any questions or clarify. Yeah, uh, if you guys have any like. questions or anything, please let us know. Mm -hmm. Be more than happy to answer anything. Um, again, yeah. as you guys can tell, yeah. my voice is slowly fading. <laughs> Where are you getting ready for Ecuador? So yeah, I know. save that uh, for the weekend. <laughs> um, no, I really had a great time. Um, uh, I, I think we should honestly do this a lot more often. Um, for sure. Whether we have a big audience or not, I it was just very eye-opening, and like we can do this and share this with with everyone who's interested in getting this information. Yeah, um, this is great. Uh, and and a quick recap, right? Uh, Bridget and I, we talked about uh, as you're gearing up, whether it's continuing a project that didn't uh, that hasn't been going as well as you wanted to, but know that you know all the experiences that you have, even from that very same project or from other projects and other places that that you've worked, you know, use that, right? It's, it's, it, you, you're never really starting from scratch. You, you know, you, 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 you're starting from all of these experiences that, that you've gathered and, and all the skills that you've learned as well, right? Yep. So we touched on mental health, right? We touched on communication, uh, time management, uh, and, um, and, and, and uh, mindset, right? So, so really, on in on that and i think that also if you if you look at it that way i think it'll also help you help give you a boost of confidence that hey i got this right yeah exactly so. yes um and thanks for everyone that joined us um appreciate that and yeah we um i really am happy that we were able to share this again with people um yeah like i again like you just said it's the takeaway from this is not to be dissuaded but to keep using the skills that you have to keep going i agree i mm -hmm. agree well uh enjoy the rest of your week uh bridget uh take all of your skills and talents to ecuador <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much emmanuel i had a great time chatting and we will we'll talk soon <laughs> for sure we'll awesome. see you all again uh and uh have a great night everybody or or day or day yeah <laughs> have a great night everyone <laughs> Bye bye bye, -bye.